What's up, family, and welcome to Empower to Excel, a podcast where truth and perspective collide. It's your boy, O. I'm the host, and I invite you to join me for an engaging conversation as me and my guests give you tools and insight for you as you live your best life. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to, to another amazing podcast. We are still in the month of February, and we're talking about love. Today, I have the distinct honor of having someone who is super close to me, um, a dear friend of mine, a woman who is a trailblazer, a woman of God, of integrity, of virtue, um, class, of beauty. Um, my dear friend, Tian Brown, I, you know, but better yet known to many as the sneaker preacher, you know, she's the vice president of ministries in Connecticut. Tian, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Omar. I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for that warm welcome. And uh, just excited to dialogue with you today. Awesome sauce. Um, so I've, I've known you for a very long time. Um, can you tell my guests a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. I am, let's see, uh, Harlem raised, uh, but I would call it Spanish Harlem, where uh, we call it El Barrio, <laughs> which is Spanish Harlem. I was born and raised there, uh, grew up and then, you know, went off to school. I attended American International College in Springfield, Massachusetts, uh, and I obtained my uh, marketing communications degree as well as my MBA in business. Mm-hmm there, a uh, business management, and then uh, came back home, worked for, you know, a couple of companies like Sony BMG and uh, Fisher Price, where I was a producer for, for both the, both companies. And the Lord called me to ministry. And then I started um, attending New York Theological Seminary, where I obtained my Master's of Divinity. And uh since then, you know, I just, the Lord has put me on the trail of ministry, both uh, in the secular and, and, and in, you know, the church world. So I'm really grateful. I, um, you know, started preaching and teaching and uh, in my, <clears throat> my work, day, not nine to five, I uh, worked for a guidepost. Uh, and that's where I'm the VP of ministries there. So um, some people say, oh, you're in full-time ministry. I guess, you know, not as like leading a church, a pastor of a church, but I, uh, in, in full-time ministry in that, you know, go to work, do ministry, and then afterwards, you know, whatever the Lord calls me to, ministry. So, yeah, I am I am a minister in its, in its, full, <laughs> in its full essence. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. That is that's awesome. That's awesome. So today's topic that we want to tackle is that we want to talk about um, love because love is the most powerful entity mm-hmm. on earth that many of us we want we seek after it we look to be affirmed by it you know apart from god you know many of us can agree that we're looking for love mm-hmm. right so today we're actually going to talk about it from the standpoint of grace and i once heard max Lucado said grace is the voice that calls us to change and then gives us the power to pull it off. Hmm. So let's dive right into this. You know, I, I don't want to you know, prolong it anymore. So, Tian, when you hear about, you know, um, 
grace and today's church what's the first thing that comes that comes to your mind uh i i feel like it's transitioning mm okay i feel like it's transitioning so i've i've come from i was born and raised pentecostal mm-hmm. in church of our lord jesus christ mm-hmm. and um you know thankfully through ministry as i've explained i've been able to be very um you know, aware of different types of cultures and different types of uh, settings and doctrines and, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, I guess, you know, you have Pentecostal, Baptist and all of those. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, <clears throat> I could see the change from when I was growing up to now. Okay. And what I mean by that is, I think it's fair to say that, you know, growing up, there have been many, I guess, uh, dogmatic type of approaches mm-hmm. um, to the aspect of sin and, you know, um, what's right in the church, what's not right in the church, or if you come to church. So I grew up like, you know, you can't wear makeup, you can't wear pants, you can't, you know, well, that's all a sin. And, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and so um it when we talk about grace and love like I, I get it i think there should always be boundaries and you know um settings that will help to make a worship setting conducive for the glory of god right um but it also definitely you want to be biblical and you want to be correct and so i'm not coming for what's right or what's wrong but what i do notice is that the evolving of the church whereby many of those things that I grew up with, I don't see any longer. Like I see people wearing makeup. I see people wearing pants. I see, you know, and so there are some liberalities that I have seen just as the church overall. Now, if you dial down to, you know, specific churches or specific, um, you know, uh, uh, religions or whatever, you'll see, you know, that that may still be in effect. But overall, I don't feel like it's, as dogmatic as it may have been when I was growing up. Okay, okay. And I think that's something that most people aren't really aware of because it's like we have transitioned or we are transitioning and we're not even beginning to realize how much, you know, how things how things were back then yeah. to how they are now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because um, I know one thing that, I have seen and I actually I, I still continue to see it is that, you know, I've heard people say that, you know, um, now I'm saved, you know, they, it's like once they're saved, now they don't associate or affiliate, or, or affiliate themselves rather with, I guess you can say the unsaved. And that can be like family, friends, coworkers, like they choose to just like, you know, stick to only those that are saved. And, you know, grace really gives us the power for living because, you know, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 talks about, you know, my grace is sufficient for you, mm-hmm. for my power is made perfect in your weakness. Mm-hmm. So why do you think, you know, that people have, I guess you could say, an uncompromising truth and an unconditional love, but have a hard balance in loving each in loving others? Hmm. That's a good question. So you're saying like, how, how is it that we have like this, this 
understanding of the grace of God and the love yep. of God, but we are challenged in demonstrating that with those closest to us or around us. Yes, yes, yes. Interesting. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I think it, it, it comes down, of course, to the individual um, cause it's, you know, that, that is a blanket statement. It's not to say that all people yeah. you know, don't show love to others, but I think that because sometimes where you come from, if, if it's drilled that, you know, you have to be this way or that way or whatever, and you finally achieve it, oftentimes you replicate that same kind of attitude onto others. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and so then you, you have a tendency to become self-righteous and judgmental because of how it may have been presented to you. And I think that the love and the grace today, where it is more that it's about you um, and less just being right and being, you know, um, you know, trying to check off a list um, that you, you make more room for to have to have love and compassion on the person. Um, our bishop, Bishop Joel Robert Rochford, um, he always says that people, you know, don't want to know um, how much you care. What, what is it? People want to know, you know, how much you care rather than, you know, how much you know. I'm, I'm jacking it up. Help me here, right. Omar. Yeah, no, I, I go here saying, you know, um, <laughs> people don't care people, how much um, you know until yeah. they know how much you care. Yeah. There it is, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when we lead with love and we lead with care, um, then we're able to, you know, really help people to see that we care more about them than, you know, the mistakes that they've made and, you know, the errors that they've come through. And, and it allows us to see, you know, I really am no perfect than, than the other. Look at the society that we live in. I think we live in a judgmental society, period. Even if you yes. get away from the church, right? Like sometimes yeah. we just want to put to the church, but we're influenced by our cultures around us. And if you look at today, we are easy to put, you know, somebody on blast for a mistake, for, you know, doing a wrong or whatever. Yes. But, and we'll comment, we'll put all in social media. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Blah, blah, blah. But it's like, okay, let's put your business out there. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> will yes. you be will you be as bold, you know, in condemning this other person? And I think oftentimes just because the lights and the camera is not on us, you know, we hide behind the lights and the cameras that on that are somebody else instead of really being introspective, you know, to to really love somebody else. And I and I, I think that, you know, when we can really come back to the word of God and understand the love of God. You know, that's the other part of it. We are, love can be very subjective. Mm. How, we, how we understand love, you know, how we um, perceive love. Somebody can tell me they love me and I can tell, and I can say I love them right back, but it doesn't mean that we have the same love. Wow. Okay. And, and, that's, and that has to do with our social locations, our experiences that come into it, you know, how we've dealt with our, you know, life journey and how we perceive love. But, and so it leaves room to, for error, because we're going off of our own journeys. But when we can get back to the word of God and really understand the love of and sacrifice that is the epitome of love, then we can be able to see, then we'll be able to really translate that to other people because we realize, man, God, I don't even deserve your love. 
and and because you love me and forgive me i have to be able to do the same for others so it really comes back to the full understanding of love and sacrifice in the word of god to help us to be able to love others right i totally agree and i think sometimes we forget that because now in this day and time of social media and everything being like you know how many followers do you have and you know what kind of platform do you have and you know, what kind of masses that, masses that you can reach, a lot of times we forget that humility aspect. Yes, absolutely. You know, and it's almost like um, we begin, because I actually recently saw someone on, um, on, on, on social media who, you know, they just kind of got themselves out there, but, but then it was like they were looking at other people, um, you know, on social media. And, like, when I heard their remarks about just basically how, you know, oh, like, child, you you just doing this and doing that. And I just couldn't help but think. I was like, but, okay, but you are judging someone based off of what they post on social media. And, you know, we all, we all have our moments. Yeah, yeah. Know? But it's understanding that, okay, just like you said, you know, if someone, if someone was to really reveal what's in um, your closet, because one, one of the things that, like, I know, I have noticed, and I'm sure, sure that you have as well, that during the pandemic um, that happened two years ago, it it really shifted and revealed a lot of things within the church. You know? A um, lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it caused people to now function in a way that they aren't, support, that, that, that they aren't used to. Yeah. And for those churches who aren't, I guess, as techno-savvy or what have you, a lot of them, you start seeing people online who weren't pastors that were pretending to be pastors or missionaries or what have you. And it caused a lot of people to lose faith in the church, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. especially with today being a day and time, whereas like they need to see because to be honest, we are... (laughs) We, we are, like, the front row seat. Well, basically, the world gets, gets a front row seat of God's grace through us. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And so, because we haven't shown that, because we, we, we've been fighting each other, we, we, we are, we're bickering, we're judging each other, it is, and we're condemning each other. It's like, okay, but where is the mistake? How can we say, okay, well, how can we help you? Because mm-hmm. do you feel... And this is just a survey that I had kind of put out to people and just kind of see what, what, what they thought about it. But do you feel that there's a, like a love deficit in like the body of Christ as, as it pertains to, you know, giving and showing grace? Um, again, I think, you know, generally speaking as a whole, um, it can be very subjective because okay. I think that you know, I feel like I heard someone saying, um, I, I, I think it was actually, um, I won't say any names because people, right. people have, you know, feelings about people and their personalities and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But there was a particular preacher who I mentioned, like, you know, when it comes to us, when we make error, you know, we want God, oh, God, forgive me. And, you know, uh, I'll never do it again. And just, you know heal me of this or heal me yeah, of yeah, that. Yeah. And, um, 
you know, we have this thing where we have, um, so it was said that you have, um, where we, where we, where we ask God, right. God, mm-hmm. forgive me if I made a mistake or I'm, you know, did something wrong or whatever. And it's like, God, please forgive me, blah, 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 blah. But then, you know, you turn around and then when somebody does you wrong, we want to like cast them to hell. Mm. Right. And so, you know, I think it it really comes down to whereas the whole church, when we speak of the church as a whole, mm-hmm. you know, we it, it's almost like case <laughs> depending on the case and depending yeah, 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 on yeah. <laughs> what it is, how much we want to love or how much we want to, you know, if you made a little error, okay, maybe we'll excuse that. But if you, you know, did you know, X, Y, and Z, then, you know, that's inexcusable. We got to cast you to hell. We got to, you know, remove Mm. you from the church and, and love, right. It doesn't, it's not classified as to say, you know, if you do X, Y, and Z, then, you know, you get it, it, that there's levels of love where, you know, we can only love you about this much if, you know, you did X, Y, and Z, because on the alternative side, sin, right. There's not like, you know, if you're a murderer, you're a cheater. <laughs> like yeah, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Bible cast all sin of the same. And so yes. it should be the same for love, right? Like yeah. I can't just love you based off of trying to put you on a measuring stick of what you did. And then that determines whether I love you. So I think it, it, it comes again, uh, case by case, whether the leader, the church, but you know, the body as a whole. Yeah. I think we still have um, some ways to go. And mm-hmm. I think we're being pushed into it based off of culture. Wow. Because, okay. You know, um, there, there, as we see, there's more, you know, pluralistic views and idealistic views. There are more people who are open about what they think and what they believe. And so it forces us to have to understand the other where I feel like the, you know, there was a a big separation of sin and the church and ways that the church, you know, were leading in, um, you know, we're we're leading in, in holiness and all of those things. But like with all of these different, you know, demographics and genres and and people's views on things, it forces us to be more open because Mm. if we're not, (laughs) we're, how are we going to gain any souls? How are we going to be able to? And so you have to be able to understand the other in order to love them, in order to be able to share the the love of Christ. But if your door is closed, you know, how will you reach them? So I think culture and the change of culture and the um, more openness of culture really forces us to have to change the way we approach, you know, the world and showing the love and light of Christ. That is, wow. Um, I'm just thinking, because I'm listening to what you're saying, and I'm thinking along the lines of covenant. Yeah. You know, so many, because it's like grace, love, humility, they all go hand in hand, you know? Um, But I'm also thinking about, like, when you have a covenant, you know, towards someone, I know that there there were times as to where, like, um, I was hosting an event and you know i can even be transparent that one time i was hosting an event and literally while the event was going on like when i tell you everything that could go wrong was going wrong Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i literally had to i text a friend i was like listen i i I feel like i'm about to just break down because i 
it was just so much on my shoulders. And, you know, they, the, the person pulled me aside and was like, let's go outside real quick. And when they pulled me aside, they and another individual stood there and watched me break down. Well, And not in a negative kind of way, but, but they were like, you need to release these tears. Because mm. I'm not a crier. Mm-hmm. But the fact that, like, I had to have that moment that it's like they covered me with grace. Wow. They covered me in covenant. And I think mm-hmm. that as the body, sometimes we get away from that. Yeah. You know, we don't we don't know how to cover people to not expose them or expose their dirt so that it's, you know, it's to the world. Because I often tell people, I'm like, listen, be careful of when you try to be in the spotlight, because that's when that light is going to reveal the spots in your life. Absolutely. So if you're not ready to handle like the ridicule and the backlash from people who, and a lot of times, <clears throat> even though you may not be doing it now, people love to bring up your past just, just because. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So in terms of covenant, people, uh, the pandemic also has caused some people, besides the online you know, um, stuff going on, it also caused some people to leave, leave the church. And even prior to that, people, people have been leaving churches, you know, off and on. Um, and you know, some have said, "I'm done with the church," or "I don't really, or, I don't really need to go to church," you know, because my relationship with God is personal. You know, yeah. Um, we don't know why people may end up having to go somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But a lot of times, um, we may leave an organization to go somewhere else because they may feel that God God is leading them there. But then it's like, okay, the people that were at this particular church starts to pray against them. So mm. now that turns from a covenant into a cult. Mm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Wow. So, yeah, I think that we are in a day one that you know, we live in a very popularized culture, right? It's attention driven. It is all about who got numbers and who has this following and that following. And it has infiltrated into the church. And, you know, um, we find ourselves where, you know, if someone wants to leave a church and go somewhere else, Everyone doesn't have, every leader doesn't have the maturity to accept that, Um, especially if they're striving for members. Yeah. And again, I'm being careful because I don't have, I'm not a senior leader of a church. Of course. This is all just, you know, um, my own thoughts or opinion of speculation. And everyone's not like that. But. If a leader has gone into a situation or their motives are are incorrect mm-hmm. or how they're sustaining a ministry, because because I mean, let's break it down. Like it's not only just senior pastors of a church. We have ministry has expanded where people, even myself online, like I have a ministry that I minister to women online. Right. Right. <laughs> if my mind is, is is focused on how many people is going to join me and follow me and if i see somebody that follows me now follow somebody else you know am i going to feel away <laughs> right yeah, yeah. and so that should be a check already in our spirit and i think today 
because it we live in such a popularized um culture you have to be able to check those things like first of all we don't own anybody yes this is all god's sheep right and so we we're just maintaining his sheep but or or helping to lead and and continue to guide as we follow jesus but we don't own anybody. And so we come to a place where, where this element of ownership has gone awry, mm-hmm. right? And we forget that the same way they came to us, at some point they may leave and go somewhere else and understand right. that what is our job in our period? You know, think about it like relationships, right? There are mm-hmm. some relationships that you come to that, you had to just gain a certain level of experience and growth. And then you moved on to the next relationship. Mm-hmm. Every relationship is not necessarily marriage forever. Yes. And although I believe you should be married to a church sometimes, right? Like you can divorce from a church, but not divorce from God. Yes. Talk about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I... I had this experience. I was, I grew up at Greater Refuge Temple mm-hmm. where Bishop William L. Bonner was my senior pastor. And I, it, that was the church I was born and raised in. Mm-hmm. Um, in my teenage years, I remember hearing the Lord and, and I don't have a whole lot of those, like yeah. heard the voice, you know, but I, I really sensed a audible voice in my spirit that the Lord was like, there's more. Like, but there's more. I didn't understand it. I was about 16 years old. Mm -hmm. And I remember being in a service. We were shouting. When I say it was high praise, we were shouting, praising everything. And I don't know if you ever had these moments where like, or you remember, like, like when you watch a movie Mm -hmm. and it's like, they have these scenes where so much busyness and everything, but it's just like that person is paused and everything is quiet around them. Like that's how it felt like everything was going on. But at the same time, it was quiet. And I just heard it. So I was like, okay. And then in a couple of years, um, the Lord had shifted me to new life and I had visited new life a couple of times. And I just was like, Oh my gosh, like I'm feeling like, I'm supposed to be here, mm-hmm. you know? And so through a series of things, you know, I waited, I wasn't anxious about it. I was like, okay, if I would join, I'll go out of school. And um, I remember when I finally joined um, people that I grew up with, they could not understand how I could leave the ministry that I was in. Um, you know, because at that time it was like, we, we had our church going on. We was like, you know, the big thing, yeah, yeah. Harlem, you know, all that stuff. And it's just like, and it was almost this mentality. Like, if you don't go to this church, you ain't saved. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, no, you know? And so it wasn't until years later that a lot of people understood, like, I understood why you left. And I didn't even understand it at that time. I was just being sensitive to the spirit of God, mm-hmm. but we, we had this ownership where it's like you're here you're with us and that's it and if we come to the place where we feel like people cannot grow unless they're under us then we have taken on a satanic spirit true true that i can't say it anything less right it's like satan fell from heaven because he wanted god's glory yes and if at any point we feel like, oh, somebody else is going to get the glory and we're not going to get it, it's a satanic spirit. 
And our mm. thoughts should be, okay, if it if you think or know that you're at this season in your life, you're going to grow better by being somewhere else. Oh, here is all of my blessings. Because yes. that means I've reached my capacity for leading you. Period. <laughs> you know, yeah. and so we don't divorce from God. We may divorce from a season, from a certain particular ministry, from a certain particular assignment, but we don't divorce from God. And we have to be able to encourage that in people to be able, you know, with, with, with maturity and stability, you know, we don't want to make people feel like, oh, you know, there, there's a problem if you are hopping everywhere, right? Like, that's true. Let's, let's go to the other <laughs> yeah. side of it. There are people who just yeah. happen, you, you unstable, you, you know, you sensitive, you can't, you know, you can't get along with nobody. I'm not talking about those types of situations. Right, of course. I'm talking about, you know, mature situations where people are like, my season here is up. And we should be able to encourage people to move on and give any resources how we can help them, so. I, to I I definitely totally agree. Um, I have um, <laughs> I have been there. I mm. really have been there. I swear, like I know um, because when I, I moved from Connecticut, cause I used to live in Connecticut as well, and I had moved to North Carolina. I know at one point in time, the church that I, that I was a part of, you know, um, I literally felt someone praying against me, mm. and it was really weird because it just like I was, I was at home and I just felt like these prayers and I didn't, I didn't know what it was at first until God really was like nope and God showed me what it was and, and who was doing it and understanding because a lot of times we don't even really consider the fact that word curses are real mm, yeah they're very real and this this all ties into grace and covenant because the thing about it is that like just like Tian said you know, um, a lot of times we don't own people. We don't, we don't, we shouldn't be con trying to control people into what we want them to do, you know, because, because we may not understand, yeah, well, why they moved on or, oh, because, you know, th th then it goes into the permissive will of God versus the perfect will of God. Mm. You know, because that, that seems to be a very big thing that people was like, oh, well, if you're not part of us, then you're not in the perfect will of God. You're not in the <laughs> permissive will. Like, how you know? <laughs> how you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like, well, you, you don't really know. And we have to really allow people to really grow because we're supposed to all work out our own soul salvation. Yeah. And everything really is about times and seasons. Yeah. If you're trying to grow somewhere and you're not, and you're not, in the right season or in the right environment, you will forever be stagnated, frustrated, and annoyed. Yeah. You know, because even though this is February and you know we're all, we just came from celebrating Valentine's Day, you know, um, just a few weeks ago, you know, we also want to encourage people that you know what it is very important to also grow grow in your walk with with God. Yeah, because in doing so, we can be a direct reflection. You know, it's not trying to shove, you know, uh, ministry or shove the Bible down someone's throat because a lot of times the best life that you can lead is the one where as like they can see you are who you say you are with, without you having to always, you know, coming on a Hyundai and, you know, <laughs> and trying to slap them on the forehead. Yep. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Um, so grace is so, so grace is really important. And but, you know, just to 
if you could elaborate, you know, more so on like uh, word curses and um, people don't understand that the words that you speak frame the world that you live in. Absolutely. So yeah. Talk a little about that. I am a firm believer of the scripture that says, um, you know, that the power of life and death is in your tongue and those that love it will eat the fruit thereof. Yes. It, it just plainly speaks that there is ability in what you say that you can actually frame your world mm-hmm. by what you say. And, and many of us, you know, we <laughs> sometimes we complain about where we are, what's happening, what's doing. And, and you have to take a moment and pause and say, well, how much of this did I contribute to my own self by what I spoke? Uh-oh. You know, I, oh, I'm never going to have this or I'm, you know, I'm not smart enough for that or I don't think I can do. And all the while you're speaking this and that the earth is listening and mm. it's responding. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so it's like, oh, OK, let's close that door of opportunity for her. She's not ready. Mm. Or he's not ready, you know, and then and then what happens is we take that same negativity and same mentality and we project it on other people. Yes. You know, and so we do have to be careful about. Um, what we say. And I think, I think we, and including myself, underestimate the power that God has given us as believers. Like we marvel at Marvel comics and superheroes Mm -hmm. and all of that, but we are legit superheroes under the skin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. Because we have the gift of the supernatural. We have the gift of God. We have the Holy Spirit. And it gives us insight and intel beyond the average, you know, mind. And so along with that, God has given us power, ability, anointing, gifts, talents. And, um, you know, and along with that goes with what we say, what we do. That's why the Bible's like, be careful about your ear gates, your eye gates. Yes. And and what you watch and what you because just like food and you take in those nutrients and it goes into your body and you know it affects your body is the same in the spirit and what we take in will affect our spirit it's kind of like you know i think about superman right he can yeah. <laughs> he was powerful but if you if you got him to that kryptonite it was a yes. wrap yes it's a wrap <laughs> you know and, and we have there are kryptonites of our social world that really dumb down a lot who we are and that's why it's so important for us to get back to the word and stay in the word and stay in the company of like-minded not only like-minded people but like-minded believers yes 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 you know because you can be a believer and i could be a believer but we could be two different types of believers (laughs) (laughs) you feel what i'm saying yes so we have to be on the same page in order for us for for us to grow properly um and and we need that we need to be in the right atmospheres the and it goes back to the same thing with the churches and you know where we where we go where who we decide to be around it's your environment is so important to your it growth it is it is so and it's it's actually as you're talking about marvel you know and well this isn't a marvel movie but I, i'm thinking about the matrix mm-hmm. the first one 
Um, yeah. Because Neil did not believe he was the one. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it took Morpheus to be like, yes, Trinity, he is the one. And throughout the entire movie, you know, he had self-doubts. He, he even tried to somewhat self-sabotage himself, which is what we do sometimes, you know, yeah. myself included. You know, we self-sabotage ourselves because we don't believe that we're the one when there's when there's other people in our corner who are rooting for us. Yeah. To become so that yeah. so that they in turn then can can become because other people can't become until we become. Mm. Because there's something that's inside of us yeah. that's locked up in us that yeah. is, you know, that they need to hear, they need to see, they need to experience in order for them to have their release into, you know, doing what it is that, that God has called them to do. And when Neil finally believed that he was the one, his perspective changed. Yeah. And he was able to stop bullets and do all the things that he was, that he's supposed to do. And so a lot of times, because we, you know, if we don't get out of the mindset of self-sabotage and it don't have to be physically, it can be mentally. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Because um, just uh, last month, I had I had spoken with uh, Christina, who is a very who's a very mutual friend of ours. Um, yeah. And she talked about therapy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, I think sometimes even even as believers, I know we, we don't we don't want to put it out there, but as a believer, you should go to therapy as well. Agreed. One hundred percent. You know, um, because. <clears throat> Growing in this um, life of faith, you, <clears throat> excuse me, you encounter a lot of things begin to unravel, like a lot of layers in your life begin to unravel that you not have to deal with. And if you come from a background, you know, that is exactly sturdy or, you know, you didn't always have the support or it, and it was very rocky, you not have to deal with the traumas that you had to, you know, growing up. And so it should give you a better understanding of, of what it means to extend grace to someone else when you see them fall short. Yeah. But the one thing that, um, as you're talking, that I wanted you to kind of like just talk to, talk to my guests about is for those individuals who are able to, <clears throat> excuse me, extend grace, but not receive it themselves. Mm. It, it, it's like people can you know can if I'm making sense to you like they can love others and they can show grace but it's like mm-hmm. them feeling like they're worthy or or like they uh, deserve it like they don't really do that but they can give it yeah can you talk to, to them about, about that that's that's good um because I think I'm one of those people <laughs> <laughs> You know, and and I and I think just more not just only in grace, but just in different areas. Right, you know, okay. like I'm I'm I like for instance, I could encourage somebody from here to tomorrow, but yeah. then when it comes <laughs> to me, I'm like, oh, I'm terrible. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm not good at that. But same thing, right? Speaking right. of negative words, um, and so yeah, I don't know. I think there is something a little beyond my expertise in terms of psychology okay but that there is something within us that as a people you know it's easy for us and and you know what's interesting as I'm saying it I think it's a part of that love that is just 
that God has put inside of us Mm, that okay. naturally comes that can naturally come out just what we talked about earlier you know the negativity sometimes yeah so judgmental and you know you put a case before us and it's like oh you're guilty da, 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 you know put it yeah but i think naturally there god has put something inside of us where we want to see the other person win we yeah. want to see you know we don't want to see other people sad or down or whatever and so we have this you know um a character that God has put inside of us we're made in his image that we do want to love on other people and and extend a certain level of love and grace to them and encourage them you know and so but when it comes to ourselves like you said there's some type of you know element of psychology where we just yeah it it flips where we just we don't see the good enough and, and maybe you know because we've been through so much sometimes you know experience can really discourage you it's true it's true you know experience can discourage you failures seemingly failures can discourage you from believing you know whatever in yourself or feeling like you can overcome and 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 it really is a muscle as well right because you're trying to build certain muscles to help you to achieve certain levels um in 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 yourself that you have not been before Mm -hmm. and so you know it it takes a a level of mentality again it takes the right environment it takes and so i think when you don't have these components and it's right place it's easy to fall into the woe is me um you know element and category but Mm -hmm. I, i really do believe that god has put something inside of us that we naturally um have an ability to love and get we just have to exercise that muscle more wow wow and this is a year whereas like you know even as we just came from celebrating love you know not only do we love others but we gotta really love ourselves yeah yeah like i think i've seen a lot of people on social media talk about this is the year of self-care and everything but it's like but how about self-love Mm. Go for go for a spa day. Go for right. You know, a vacation, a night on town, and a lot of times you don't need somebody else to go with you. Yeah, it's fun to have others with you, but sometimes you need that moment by yourself. Yeah, you know, as to where you can just take take back a little bit and be able to rejuvenate. Because I know uh, many years ago, when um when my grandfather passed, and also when um our our former first lady, uh, Pastor Lois, had um had passed. In that same year, it was a lot for me. And I I had um some friends in North Carolina who there was they were literally celebrating thirty years of um wedding and and they were renewing their their vows and they invited me down to North Carolina with them and I went and that weekend when I went down there, I was able to stop. Because I was outside of everything that I knew and, mm-hmm. you know, everything. And in that moment, because I because I was now in an, in an environment as to where I can rest, mm-hmm. every emotion from the pain of losing the man that raised me to the to my spiritual mom that loved me. And <laughs> past Lewis had a way of correcting you and loving you all at the same time. At the same time. <laughs> it was a gift. <laughs> And it, and it's like she did it so sweetly, but her spirit was her spirit was so sweet. And it's like you missed that. And and for the for me, I had a double whammy. But it was in that moment that I was able to really um, 
get the closure that I needed. Yeah. You know, and sometimes we need to get away for that because if we're going to be better individuals for others, and not even for others, but most for ourselves and for the glory of God, we have to learn to take a moment and before we try to fix everyone else, fix yourself. Fix yourself, please. You know, Michael, Michael Jackson said it best, the man in the mirror. You know? Yeah. Because um, if we don't, you know, then we're just doomed to repeat history all over again. And we, we don't want to say by this time next year. Right. No. Forget about next year. How about just focus on right now? Because the world is changing. Our futures are changing. Um, the only thing that, that is constant is God. And as Tian said, like we have to get back to the word. And it is so easy to, to become, um, you know, distracted because I think we're all caught up with like conferences and, you know, revivals and having all these, ex- these exposés and all kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, we, but we have forgotten the main ingredient in showing love because, you know, even in the church, you know, we... we try to bash people who are of different lifestyles. And when I say that, I'm not talking about people that are gay. You know, because there are people who are witches that go go, go to church. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And or even dealing with like mental suicide or depression. These are different spirits that can create different lifestyles that we know nothing about. And, you know, I believe Tian, you spoke about um, what Archbishop, you know, said about you know, being more concerned about the person than their sin. Yeah, yeah. There, there is a power in grace that you can extend to someone that I ain't never gotta tell you stop sleeping around with with so and so or stop drinking this. But if I show you, you know, God's grace, there's something in that if it's done authentically and with pure motives, there's something in that that will cause other people. To want to change, yeah. I want to get to know the God that you're talking about. You know, so definitely, uh, Tian, I thank you. You have given given uh, me and my audience because this was this was for myself as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I was able to, to take away a lot of powerful nuggets that you have um, given us, even about grace and just and just that reminder. So. I guess, what final thoughts would you give to my audience in regards to, you know, being able to live a life of grace and to demonstrate it to others um, along with themselves? I think a very fitting scripture um, would be um, John 13 and 35. And it says, by this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And, you know, it's easy for us to say that we are Christians. It's easy for us to go around. I was speaking with one of my best friends and we were talking about, you know, how being a Christian is even popular now. Mm -hmm. Like there was a time where we was hiding it or we were quiet about it. But now, you know, celebritism has gotten a hold of Christianity. And, mm. and it has 
become popularized, um, glamorized, um, but there is still a disconnect between the title and the behavior. Mm. And so that element of the behavior, and if we talk about love today, you know, you can say you are a disciple, but to be a disciple means to be teachable. Yes. And, you know, what have you learned <laughs> along your journey of being a Christian? What have you learned? What what has God taught you about yourself and about others so that you can continue? This this the whole Bible is about love. Yes. It's why Christ came, love. For God so loved the world. Right. And so if we're mimicking or patterning after our brother Jesus Christ, you cannot do this thing without love. Yes. Like it, it, you you have literally it's like an oxymoron. <laughs> you yeah, know? you're right. Like being a Christian without love is an oxymoron. It's it, it's just null and void. It's it's voided. Yes. So you have to do it with love. And and the way that you do that, as it says, if if people are really gonna recognize that you are a child of God is by the love that you're showing others. And the only way to really get the true and full essence of that love is getting back to God and getting back in the word of God. So it's a full circle. So I would just encourage us, you know, we're going to go through a lot. We're going to see a lot. We're going to experience a lot. But to keep love as the anchor by which you operate as a believer, stay in God's word, stay in his presence, and just continue to love beyond emotion. But when you can walk after the spirit and not after the flesh, it you will see God in the things that you go through. And you'll be able to... Uh, change the trajectory of how people view the church one by one by the love that you show. So definitely, definitely. That is um, powerful. Um, before we go, there's two things that I wanted to just kind of just put out there to uh, my audience is that, you know, just to add on to what Tian said, you know, um, there's a quote that, that goes around that says um, a thousand times I feel still your mercy remains. Mm. And should I stumble again, mm. caught in your grace. Thank you, Lord. So even with that, you know, even when you do fail and when you make a mistake and you didn't get it right the first time, just understand that his grace is there for you mm. and to give others that same measure of grace. Yeah. Yeah, because we're all human. So give people, you know, room for error and uh, allow them to be able to, you know, um, get back up because none of us are perfect and we're all striving to to be better. But before we go, um, my sister and my friend, she has an amazing ministry that I uh, would like for her to just kind of share, you know, um, about her ministry and about what it is and where people can find her and how they can tune in to it. Thank you so much. So um, when the pandemic first started, I was praying about, you know, Lord, what am I to do next? Um, you know, I get invited to preach and teach and sing and all that. But um, the Lord was challenging me to go further and not just based off of what people invite me, but what he's put inside of me. And so he gave me a ministry called Girls Going After God through fasting and prayer. And it's just a gathering of women where we meet uh, once a month currently uh, on Monday evenings at 9 p.m on social media and you can go to uh, Facebook, YouTube, 
at I-M-T-A-N, that's I-A-M-T-Y-A-N-N. And every month we gather for about an hour. Um, we, you know, have sessions, have guests, we pray, we dialogue. Um, and it's just, you know, to be in the company of women that um, really are trying to seek God in every area of their lives. And so um, would love for anyone, you know, to uh, join us. We have men on there too sometimes, you know, just join in. It's not, um, it's focused uh, towards women, but it's not exclusive to women. And so um, sure, we would love to have you. And, um, and every year we do a conference um, in October and, and for the week, we fast, we pray, we have guest speakers and um, just a time of, of going, at, you know, really uh, uh, isolating the time to focus on God and, and look for his voice in the different areas of our lives. So thank you for allowing me to share. Oh, most definitely. Is there a way that people can donate towards um, the cause? Because um, what you're doing and, you know, by no means has Tian even asked me about this. Mm -mm. No. <laughs> in, in, in no way but i just feel like you know we really all should be supporting each other yeah you know so is there a way that people can donate towards um your cause to 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 help advance you know um what god has given you you know you you real wise guy <laughs> <laughs> you a real wise he's okay you're not gonna i'm gonna put you on the spot let me tell you about this amazing brother of mine's <laughs> he's like you know before we we met he's like oh is there anything you know do you, are you, is there a certain field and i'm like listen i'm here to support <laughs> you don't worry about it he's like okay i'm gonna get you all right <laughs> I, I love you well for those who would love to support because <laughs> he put me on the spot um you you i am on imtn on uh cash app so dollar sign i a m t y a n n um, and the same for uh, PayPal, if you prefer PayPal. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, TM, thank you once again for joining me and my guests. We hope to definitely have you back soon. And remember, guys, let's continue to spread positive vibes. And I'll see you next time. Once again, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at empower to excel Tell your friends to download this podcast, like, comment, subscribe, and share your thoughts with us. Until next time, let's continue to spread positive vibes.